Good morning, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 91, Divergence. It is May, so I thought we'd diverge a little bit from our typical opening monologue and instead give you a rant. Yes, rants, I feel, sometimes are more effective uh, than dialogues and monologues. So here we go with today's rant. It was revealed this past week that the FBI has conducted warrantless searches of data on millions of Americans. Now, I assume some people were shocked by that, dismayed by that. Others probably just shrug it off. But when you add in the DIA, the CIA, the NSA, and the FBI, and now add to it the new proposed, and I say this in quotes, Ministry of Truth, end quote, we're going to have basically the entire federal apparatus at some level spying on each and every one of us, monitoring our every move. And we keep hearing about the prospect of government switching to a digital currency. Now, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm just a theorist who believes in conspiracies. But it seems to me that we are radically, radically moving towards a total, complete monitoring system where the federal government can trace each and every step we make. Yet, in 2001, they failed to detect 11 Egyptians who were at the time living in the United States taking four airplanes and creating mass havoc, chaos, and death. And yet, they have managed at times to reveal and unwrap certain conspiracies going on, but then we find out later that they were instrumental in promoting them, in nudging them, in leading people into doing things that they typically wouldn't do. So I think... If I were living in the perfect world, or at least in the perfect nation of the United States, uh, the whole state apparatus should be dismantled and torn down. So I'll probably be censored for this, and I'm certain that somebody's spying on it and telling somebody else that I am a threat to national security because I have a voice and a set of lungs and a computer. But nevertheless... uh, Divergence is a stock term, and we'll get to that in a moment. But I also see divergence as a means between the hopeful hopeful wishes of the founders and, and the framers as they try to put this country together, hoping, praying, wishing for the greater nature of the citizenry to prevail, in that case, making the government limited to its uh, entitled and listed uh, availabilities in the Constitution, and yet uh, resisting and not allowing it to grow beyond that realm. But we failed. We failed at every step of the way. We failed locally as individuals in allowing government to have too much power and influence over our everyday lives, over our bodies and our minds, over our ability to to travel and do different things because they decide at one time or another that we should be locked down for some uh, spacious reasons. 
So divergences, we have diverted or diverged from the original intent to where we are today. And the remedy for that, well, I, I'm afraid it's probably not going to be a pretty one going forward if it's if there's any remedy at all. Okay, let's get into the news items we have for the week. Uh, and this divergence article came from Luke Lango's Hypergrowth Investing from Saturday. And it says, forget a recession, the money-making opportunity of the century is knocking on your door. So let me define divergence as as many people in the market world do. And that's where you're showing different industries and companies having profitable years, yet their stock is plummeting. So one would look at that analytically and say, wait a minute, that's a, that's a good buy. If we buy that and they continue to earn and produce the way they have been, then the stock price is reflected after the fall is divergent. It creates a great opportunity for people who want to get in on the right. But I would caution you, uh, be very careful when you jump in there. Uh, sometimes when you buy on the bottom, they go deeper. So you want to take a very careful look at their earnings. Are they real earnings? Are they earnings based on production, sales, whatever um, algorithm they use to determine gross income and net income? And look at that for that. So another article from Saturday, The Bleeding Edge with Jeff Brown. And I should say we now, uh, we are in that letter. We get that newsletter. But this one. He uh, said, ask yourself the following questions because he's still promoting tech as a good buy. And given my open opening rant where I talk about government having, you know, all this uh, desire to control every aspect of our lives, and basically they're going to need tech to do that. So in reality, that seems like a good buy. But here are some of the questions he says you may want to ask yourself as you look at the tech sector as a potential investment opportunity. He said, imagine the future. I'm quoting now. Now ask yourself the following questions. Will you be less reliant on Siri or Alexa going forward? Well, I can say if I'm reliant at all personally, I'd be more reliant because I'm not reliant at all now. But anyway, you look at the mass number of people who use uh, that that kind of uh, communication device. He said, will you be going back to cable TV? Probably not. Cable's having a, a bleeding loss as more and more people go to streaming services and things of that nature. He said, will you be using a word processor instead of a laptop? Will your computers be less powerful going forward? Will the chips become slower? Will our networking needs wane or become less important? Will we need fewer communications? Those are the questions you ask yourself when you look at the potential of investing in the tech sector. And obviously the answer is no, at least for the, the, the major bulk of people in the United States we're talking about, probably globally too. Um, so anyway... In fact, I, I'm as an aside with without any um, 
how do I put it, documentation. I believe I read earlier this week that one of the West African countries are the most reliant on the cell phone. I, I, I can't recall which one. My, my gut tells me it was Nigeria, but it may have been another one. But yet they have the highest penetration and usage of cell phones. And uh, I found that rather fascinating, actually. Um, going to my organic bites from the Organic Consumers Association, which I, I share with you, you know, rather frequently uh, from their Saturday uh, output. They say fake meat will not solve the climate crisis. I agree with that. Certainly won't solve my stomach crisis. I, I must admit, in all candor, I haven't tried any of the fake meat. The I, you know, I Burger King had a sandwich or something like that. I must admit, it's a bias and a reluctance on my part. Um, you know, perhaps they do taste as good as uh, as real meat. Perhaps they're more digestible and healthier. I don't know. Give me time. I may give it a shot, but for right now, I prefer my real prime rib. So anyway, then they have another article in Organic Bites. Um, toxic sewage, sludge, and pesticides and so forth that are going uh, into our waste and ends up taking the initial contact of the pesticide or whatever on the field and then the drain off and then it gets into the waste system, expands the reach of those toxic uh, content entities and so that's something you may want to read about and see what they say about it and then finally uh, an article they have several more but the, the one article i'd like to bring to your attention is the one on weaponizing bird flu i uh i believe it was yesterday or friday i read that we had one diagnosed case of bird flu in the united states and so i guess dr fauci and his little his little club car of clowns are getting ready to, to lock us down because we may have a, a pandemic, a bird flu. I don't know. But um, Organic Bites suggests that if they make anything out of it from a government level, from a tyrannical level, from an authoritarian point of view, uh, it, it's quite possible. Also from Saturday, Inside Wall Street with Nomi Prince, As you know, I'm a regular reader of hers and a subscriber. She uh, has a thing by Maria bon Bonaventura on uh, navigating choppy waters during these distorted times, and I would agree with the term distorted. I think what we're going through in the markets and all facets, uh, cryptocurrencies, the whole nine yards, it's all rather distorted. It seems we're searching, and not just those people in the investment world, but I, I would say throughout the country and maybe the globe, people are searching for some element of substance they can wrap their arms around. And that leads to volatility if we don't find that. And uh, so uh, we're going to have some real distortions going forward. She has an article on the Fed, uh, the biggest actor in today's distortion. Uh, you can reduce your trading risk with the right strategy. Cybersecurity play a huge role going forward. I think it already plays a greater role than we would like. Um, it's uh, 
Well, I, I, I guess the point is we're being monitored almost every step of the way. I wonder how long it'll be before they start requiring chips to be placed on toilets. Just just a thought. Anyway, the Pew Research Center had a Saturday uh, weekly roundup they put out, and some of their findings uh, are not surprising. They just uh, validate what many people think. Americans see China's partnership with Russia as a serious problem for the U.S. Well, no, no kidding. And parents are becoming somewhat alarmed about their kids' screen time, and I would argue that we're probably going to see an educational push, a societal push, a marketing push, and all that to actually increase their screen time as we slip into the matrix or whatever. Um, so I I would encourage you to look at the Pew Research Center, P-E-W, Pew. Um, U.S. public continues to view grades and test scores as top factors in college admissions, although many colleges are basically dumping uh, those requirements. And um, 37% of U.S. high school students uh, claim to have had health problems during the uh, shutdowns and the COVID and so forth. And then finally, the last thing I'll share with you, 82% of Americans have an unfavorable opinion of China. So, well, that I should say 82% of Americans who don't play for the NBA. Let me put it that way. Okay, the Brownstone Institute had uh, their weekly roundup, and I got that on Saturday. And it says we, we are surrounded by fallout from two years of disastrous policy. That's rather partisan. I think the underlying fundamentals were bad. Biden just made it worse. Real disposable income is down 20% year over year. I talked about the government creating the new Ministry of Truth. The more we know about the vaccines, the less mandates make sense. CDC is still not being honest about natural immunity. And the administrative state is demanding the power and authority to do anything it wants. I would disagree with that statement. I would say they're assuming the power and authority to do anything they want. They aren't demanding it. They just take it. Well, hey, stay free, be free, live free. Look for opportunities within the gloom. Uh, this is Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. See you next time.